So she's looking at a possible sentence from the harshest sentence she can get in the magistrate court, um, especially if it's not a regional court, the district court. It's, it's the highest will be a three-year sentence. Um, but usually what we do when we do mitigation as defense attorneys, even though she has a previous conviction, it is not related to the one that she's currently being um, uh, she's been convicted of. So that would be our arguing point that, you know what, in as much as she was convicted for fraud, it is simply not related to the one that she's currently being uh, convicted for. That works in her advantage in the sense that um, it, it shows that it shows the, the presiding officer, the magistrate, that, okay, in as much as she did commit a crime, it's not the same one that we told her to not commit, because we not, not knowing what the sentence was for the fraud, whether it was suspended or whatever the case may be, um, but she, she, she was... She basically stay clear of, of committing any further crimes since then until to date. So, you know, and the years that have passed since the time that she was convicted mm. will also work in, 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 in her favor. Um, but, you know, looking at the unpredictableness of, of presiding officers these days, one cannot say for sure that she will not uh, go to prison. However, if I were in her team, in her legal team, my argument would be that she, um, she'd be given a suspended sentence or a, at least a, a, a correctional supervision. I'm not sure if the, the defense team had requested that correctional supervision report be made available and a social worker's report be made available in order to aid and assist the magistrate in giving a sentence. Now, the NPA says that it wants a five-year custodial sentence against Lamini, but the lawyers have argued for a non-custodial sentence given her age. Now, Lamini's offense was not a trivial one, especially when considering the position she held at the time as the Minister of Social Development. So what other factors will the courts factor in to determine a suitable sentence or punishment, do you think? The general things that the court will look at will be the seriousness of the crime. They'll be looking at the impact it would have on society if she is um, not given a custodial sentence. They'll be looking at the constitutional results of her not being given a custodial sentence. And in general, the interest of justice. So um, the court will be looking at those major four uh, general things. It, it is basically trite in terms of what the court has to look at when they sentence an accused person. And then they will also look at whatever will be put forth in, in mitigation and in aggravation. Um, if the, 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 the state is arguing for a five-year custodial sentence, I'm assuming this matter is being heard in the regional court because the, the district court does not have powers to sentence somebody over three years. Um, so, you know, if that's a, that is the case, if it's heard in the regional court, the likelihood of her getting that kind of sentence is a 50-50 chance at this stage until we hear how the arguments for mitigation and, and aggravation go. I would, have, I, would have, I would have suggested or hoped at least that the defense team got a correctional supervision report because that one always helps um, in terms of swaying the presiding officer to avoid a, a custodial sentence and looking at alternative uh, uh, forms of punishment in terms of Section 276.1H of the Criminal Procedure Act, that's always the best way to go when you're in defense.